FM Columbia and KCOU.FM. Good morning, everyone, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we're glad you're awake and joining us here on KCOU 88.1 FM this morning. It is Selection Sunday, it ladies is. and gentlemen. It and is time. It is time to start the best, probably the best, I, mean, I don't know, it's either that or the World Cup, the best sports competition in the world. In American sports, this is Absolutely. The, best. the most exciting time of the year is now just like three days away from starting with the first four on Wednesday night. Or on, is it on Tuesday night, actually? The, the first four the starts playing, in Dayton? Yeah, the, the playing games start on Tuesday. So, perfect. Tuesday night, we're starting. Oh, we just have a couple of uh, little housekeeping things here first before we actually get started with the show. Um, since next weekend, our spring break starts on Friday, I think we're going to be taking two weeks off of the show next Sunday and the Sunday after that because we will be not in Columbia. Yes, this is this is correct. Are you doing anything fun? Just being in Kansas City, watching watching the games, and then just having fun with family, hanging out, seeing people I haven't seen for a little bit. So it'll be a fun time. All right, uh, and yeah, I'll be watching plenty of basketball in the upcoming weeks. All right, we're now without any further ado, we're going to move in to college basketball, and uh, I think we're going to start. With the ACC tournament and what happened there, and I don't know. I mean, Duke kind of showed up, and uh, we have a little, uh, little music coming in. Nick, I don't want to talk about it. Guess who's back, Nick? Zion's back. All right, thank you, Eminem, for uh, saying what we all needed to hear. Zion is back. Tell a friend. Uh, it is, it's just that time for Zion to be back. When We weren't sure if he was coming back after the uh, knee injury against UNC. But with Zion back, this Duke basketball team is the best basketball team in the country by far. Don't say by far, though. That doesn't make... That's not true. Okay. So Duke this year is 29 and 5 now after their, I believe that's what it is, after their three yeah. tournament wins. Yes. Let's go through their five losses, all right? That's fine. We okay. can do that. All right. So we go back to November 21 against Gonzaga. Yes. This is Duke's sixth game together. They're playing in Maui. They're 5 and 0 going into it, and they play a Gonzaga team. That has been really good and together for the most part with like Josh Perkins. He's been there forever and that kind of stuff. They've been together and this Duke team has not been together. They get together in Miami or not in Miami, in Maui and they play and Gonzaga wins 89-87 by two. Yes. 
That's one loss. So there's no shame. I would say there's no shame in losing to that Gonzaga team. Would you of agree? Of course not. There's no shame in losing. It was early. They were still building chemistry and that kind of stuff. And I'd say there's no shame in losing to Gonzaga. Now, really, let's move into the other losses. That's fine. Go ahead. January 14th, Syracuse plays Duke in Cameron. Syracuse wins 95-91. Is Duke at full strength for this game? More or less. You, no, you're only they're missing not. Trey They lose Jones. Trey for six minutes and Cam Reddish doesn't play because he's sick. That's two out of five starters. You're still no. They're not at full more strength. More talented than Syracuse. They're not though. at full strength, and it's really the first time they're missing pieces. Oh, every team it deals with injuries. Correct, though. correct. But they are not at full strength. That's fine. I agree. They aren't at full strength without Cam and Zion Ray. had 35, and RJ had 23 in that game. That's really all they could do. Well, I agree. That's all that they can do. But you need some other people to step up. And you need to be able to counteract the fact that you lose players because every basketball team loses players. You know what happened the next time they played Syracuse? When they didn't have Zion, but they had Trey and Cam back. No. They smacked them in the Carrier Dome. And they beat them them during the ACC tournament as well. Yes, they did. So this team, at full strength, is the best team in the country. Now we'll move down the list, all right? They're better than Syracuse. That's not a hot take. Their next loss was January 20th at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Who'd they play? North Carolina. Okay. They got smacked by UNC. Yes, they did. This was the game that Zion went down. Once again, Duke is not at full strength. He did They're play. missing their best player. He played. For like, what, 26 seconds? Yeah. Yes. They're missing their best player once again. Okay. North Carolina is a better team when Zion is not on the floor. It's not opinionated. That is a fact. That is a fact. And And North Carolina played like the better team and exposed them without Zion on the floor. They dominated the paint, and they looked really good. But once again, this Duke team was not at full strength for that game. Their next loss, uh, February 26th against Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. Now, this Duke team has had over, I mean, it's not this Duke team because Duke changes every year, but Duke in general over the past few years has had a little bit of problems with Virginia Tech. Just in general, Virginia Tech has like beaten them, I don't know, like I think three out of the last five years or they, something they like that. They split the series, yeah. basically. Okay. Um, four out of five starters for Virginia Tech scored in double figures that game. It's one of their best games of the year as a starting lineup, and they were led by Blackshear, who's a really good player and that kind of stuff. But, once again, no Zion. Yes, you should. You couldn't. You can't say that Duke should have won that game because Virginia Tech is not as good, but no Zion. Yeah, no Zion. And then their last loss was against North Carolina again. Once again, without Zion this time in the Dean Dome. But we just said North Carolina is a better team without Zion on the floor. I'd agree with that. But you have games that you're not talking about that they could have lost. Yes, they like the Wake Forest game. The Wake Forest game, which Wake Forest is not a good basketball team. They could have lost to Florida State earlier in the year at Correct. the beginning of conference play. So there's a and couple again, of games. Zion missed the entire second half of with, that game. With the eye injury. And yeah. all of the Wake Forest game, but they pulled it out in both cases. And, and they almost lost to UNC this week. Yes, so now we're going to get to the ACC tournament yeah, with Zion back. Um, so Duke on Thursday night beats Syracuse 84-72 easily. They easily hand it to Syracuse. Zion is back. And what happens when Zion's back? 
They roll them. More absolutely. Or less. They absolutely roll them. Zion goes 13 for 13 from the floor with 29 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, five steals, and a block. That was a single digit game for the most part, though. They ran away with it at the end, kind of like what they did with Florida State in the championship game. They held them at arm's length. Eight, eight, for most six, of the game. Eight points, yes. Six or eight points isn't rolling somebody, though. That's keeping them They won by it. 12. They won by 12 due to free throws at the end of the game. It's not It's not them winning. Like, there's a difference from winning by 12 and being up by 12 the whole That's game. That's fair. And then also in that game, RJ had 23 with six rebounds, two assists, and a steal. And Trey was in double figures with 15 and eight assists. So, this team's starting to pick it up. Then they get to North Carolina. Part three. North Carolina had not swept them in three games in a season since 1975-1976. It once again did not happen this year because Duke, with Zion, was better. Zion came out, and he scored 31 with 11 rebounds and a steal and a block. RJ had 15 with 8 rebounds and 7 assists, and Trey had 11 with 4 rebounds and 4 assists. That game was a toss-up. I believe that game could have went any, either way. It was a one-point game. They pulled it out. Credit to them, but it could have went either way. Yes, but I think this shows, with Zion, Duke is better. By one point, you said by far. Where's the by far in this? Now, when, wait a second. When UNC had a shot to win the game with three seconds left, and Kobe White didn't take it to the hole and decided to take a contested fadeaway three. It's a terrible shot. If he just took it to the hole, penetrated, got some got some people to come to him, and then kicked it out, that would have been a way better shot. But no, he decided to take a terrible shot, and they lost. So, now in the ACC Championship, which was close through the first... Um, I'll come back to that. Okay. Um, now in the ACC Championship, as it was close through the first half, but then Zion and RJ and Trey kind of pushed it in the second half and kind of just kind of ran away from Florida State, honestly. I mean, you, you didn't think it would happen with the depth of Florida State and the size of Florida State, but they just kind of dominated, especially on the inside. Zion was big on the inside. He finished with 21 points, five rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. And uh, Duke won the ACC championship. This means Zion averaged 27 points, 10 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 2.3 steals, and 1.3 blocks a game in the tournament on 33 of 43 shooting. He missed 10 shots in three games. Yeah, incredible performance by him. I, I'm not going to say anything negative about him. No, he's an incredible. Think player. about this: if Cam contributes at all besides the ice three at the end of the Florida State game, how much do they win these games by? Well, hold on. You act like Trey Jones didn't play exceptionally well. No, Trey like, Jones played exceptionally well. Trey Jones had his career high in points last night against Florida State. He had 15 against. Uh, he had 15 against Syracuse and 11 against North Carolina. He was in double figures the entire tournament. Yeah, so he was taking... Trey Jones more or less took the role of Cam Reddish because you can't have everyone scoring points. This Duke team's not going to average 90 points. So we, so when you say something like, imagine if Cam contributed, that's like saying everyone's on at the same time, and that just doesn't happen. Like, this team could average 80 if, like, everyone was on every night, but that's not how basketball works, especially in college. So... With that being said, this Duke team has played exceptionally well, and that is because of Trey Jones. He has played at an unbelievable level, and it looks like he's finally figuring it out. And he's starting to look exactly kind of like what his brother Tyus looked when he was at Duke and they pushed for that national championship. Would you agree? 
In in some ways, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not having to do as much as Tyus because Tyus didn't have as much help around him while Tyus had a great team, but Tyus was more one of the centerpieces of that team. Yeah, Tyus was the second best player on that team behind Jaleel Okafor. Jaleel Okafor was going to be a top three pick that year. He looked like he was going to take the NBA by storm. And obviously, his career hasn't worked out too well. Playing for the Pelicans has helped him, though. Or I think, does he play for the Pelicans? Yes, he does. He does. Okay, that's what I thought. And he's starting to revamp his career a little bit. But regardless, second best player on that team. But they both, one thing that you pointed out when we were watching the game yesterday was his laser focus. That is one thing that I have noticed about him. He's one of those players who seems to always be concentrated, always willing to make a play, always concentrate on the game, never concentrated on outside things. When, it, when it's game time, Trey Jones steps up, and Trey Jones is ready to play at all times. Yeah, he always looks like when if you look at his eyes. Yeah, that's what when I they, said. Yeah, when they come on that's the when I you said. come on the court, that's what you need to look for. Yeah, he has that laser focus. He just always he's always he's never like sleeping. Now sometimes yeah. people sleep during a basketball game. They don't. They have a defensive lapse or something. He just doesn't. And he seem never. Like he does that. And he never really looks upset or very excited. He always looks like he's just dialed in. Yeah, he he's always yeah he's always focused, always ready to make a play, always engaged. Never seems like he's thinking about something else. So, Duke this year against the AP top twenty-five is nine and four. And those three of those losses are coming to UNC and Gonzaga, who, Virginia Tech as well, right? Yes, okay. that's it. So three of them came without Zion, and one of them came with Gonzaga. And you need to think that with Zion, they will definitely beat Virginia Tech. The UNC games are always a toss-up. And yes, you can, you can definitely tally up. I mean, there's no, really nothing to say about the Gonzaga loss. Gonzaga just played better, yes, by two points, but they just played better. Yeah, I'd say Gonzaga played better that day. Yeah. The Yeah, you can say, what if Zion played in these games? But, you know, he didn't. And maybe don't look at it from this perspective of... Zion was hurt. Think if Zion gets in foul trouble, though. What happens What happens then? Zion Zion had four fouls last night by the end. By the end, but didn't he pick up those? He picked up two late, like four minutes left. He picked up two in a span of 30 seconds, two possessions on defense, back-to-back, I believe. But uh, they've started to get a little bit more help from their bench with minutes-wise, at least. Yeah, Goldwire's been playing a lot more. Number 30, I forget how to say his name. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. That guy played when... Who who was in foul trouble that night? That was against Syracuse, I believe. It might have been against... No, it was UNC. against North Carolina. Okay. It was um, I North think Jav and Delorier yeah, was Delor- in foul trouble, and Jack White was as well. You see, that's the problem with this team. I feel they just don't... They don't have the depth to, to be able to compete physically with some of these teams. If they get a ref that's whistle-happy, it might be the end. Very quickly for some of them. Cause it might be, but with the talent they have, they are the best team in college basketball by far. Talent-wise, of course. They've always, if we based it just off talent alone, we could crown a national championship, national championship on in November. Everyone knows they're the most talented team in that's basketball. That's what I said. I said. That's what I said. I said give Duke Natty in November. I did say that before Maui. It's not how this works. I know it's not how this works. But... I mean, if you have all four of their four play, Cam, Trey, RJ, and Zion, especially Zion, who averaged 21 or 22 points a game and nine rebounds this season, 
that's it's I think it's over. Don't paint this don't paint this team as indestructible. They're not indestructible. That's what you saw when they lost and they will run into a good team eventually, but I think they will be able to easily not I mean I guess not easily, but easily make the final four probably win this tournament. You do under you do remember the 38-0 Kentucky team. I do right? remember this is March and anything can happen. That team had Devin Booker and Tyler Eulis come off the bench. That's two McDonald's All-Americans. Willie Cauley-Stein on that team. Carl Anthony Towns. The Harrison Twins both played in the NBA for a little bit. Would probably still be in the NBA if they didn't play on such a stacked stacked college team. And then, on top of that, you had... Oh, who else was on? Trey Lyles was on that team, too. Those are all NBA guys. And this team, yes, it's NBA, March, and anything can happen. How many NBA players are on this team, though? On the Duke team? Yeah, realistically. Probably at least four in the starting five. Who's the fourth? I'd say Trey Jones is going to make it to the league. For who? I don't know. Someone will pick him He's up. He's too small. He's too small. He's not like Tyus. Tyus is way better than he was. I think he'll make it to the league. I think someone will give him a shot. Yeah, someone will probably, but well, he'll be then, he's not going to play NBA minutes. He'll probably play for the D-League team. I mean, he might play NBA minutes eventually. He's not. He's definitely not going to be what the other three are and go straight in. But Grayson Allen doesn't even play in the league right now. Great, you tell me he's better than Grayson Allen? Grayson Allen has been in the in what the G League now is what they call it. Or the That's D what I'm or saying for one year. So it's a deve- even- it's a development league. Give him a minute. What do you mean it's a de- the, the NBA is not a development not the, league. Not the NBA, the G League. They're working on getting him up to where he needs to be. The Jazz are a playoff team. He's not going to play minutes for a playoff team right now. But the NBA is not a development league. It's never been. Never. He's in the G League, which is a development league. It's based on developing talent. But the problem with it is that's saying that Grayson Allen is not ready. He's, he's 22. He's been in there for one year. He's 22. Zion's 19. How is Zion already bet? Like, that's the thing. You got these 18, 19-year-old kids who are already there. They can play in the NBA right now. Yes. Grayson Allen's 22. He can't play. He can't do it. It's over. He will play eventually. It's over. No. I don't want to say it anymore. It's over. He's not playing in the league he anymore. He will. He will. He's not playing much. He might make he the— He will play in the league. Be the little bench clapper on the end. Grace, it's over. It's over. Sorry. He will play in the league. It's, he— he got drafted. He'll play in the league. It's over. I'm sorry. It's over. It's done. If he played for, like, the Suns or someone like that right now who's just atrocious, the he would be getting some basketball. minutes. Everyone could get minutes for the Suns. Exactly. They're tanking. They don't care. You really think that if that team was trying their hardest with the talent they have, you really think they'd be the worst team in basketball? Truthfully. They, have, they got a lot of talent on that team. Devin Booker is good. DeAndre Ayton, number one overall pick. I honestly don't know why they're so bad right now, but I don't know. It's a story for a different time. It is a story for a different time. We're going to take a short break, come back, talk about the other Power Five and other conference championships. ...privileges of freedom. Now freedom needs each American to dedicate himself to its preservation. We must not allow our liberties to be endangered by neglect of our duties as citizens. During this year of rededication, join with your fellow Americans in reaffirming the principles on which this country is founded and the safeguarding of those principles. Make it your business to see that federal, state, and local governments are conducted honestly, 
Help to maintain the good morale of your sons and daughters in the armed forces. Learn the facts about all candidates and issues. Then vote for the one you believe in. Make the most of every minute on your job. Produce as much as you can, and thus increase our military and economic strength. Work for better schools and a better community. Guard your American heritage of freedom. It needs you. KCOU would like to thank B&B Bagel for their support. Located at 124 East Nifong Boulevard, B&B Bagel offers affordable made-from-scratch bagels, sandwiches, pastries, and more. Need an event catered? Call B&B Bagel today and they will take care of you and your event. For more information, visit their website, bbbagel.com, or find them on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you, B&B Bagel, for your support of KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM and KCOU Sports, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Tune into High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. And we're back here in the studio. Why, why are you looking at me like that? What are you doing? <laughs> well, it's just a little James Bond for your St. Patrick's Day. Um, but yeah, no, one more thing on Zion before we leave. Personally, I think that uh, he should win every single award that he could possibly qualify for this year. Are you smoking something? I am not. What do you mean every I am not. award he's... He could qualify for, so... He's already won ACC Rookie of the Year. Like, okay. That's um, fine. He's already been ACC First Team. He's already been a Sporting News First Team All-American. He's already been the Sporting News Player of the Year. But other things. Oh, yeah, he's also won ACC Tournament MVP. I think he should win Carl Malone Power Forward of the Year. I think he should win the Wooden Award for the National Player of the Year. I think he should win Freshman of the Year. I think you could make a case for him winning Defensive Player of the Year. List off other things that he qualified for. You can make a case for every single one of them. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to try and disagree with you. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the Zion talk. I'm over it. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the tournament. I've seen, I've seen these hype trains derail quickly. So we'll see, we'll see how this one This does. one's not coming off the tracks. All right, moving on. What do you want to talk about next? One game that I really enjoyed watching was the Pac-12 championship game. Oregon versus Washington. Oregon coming in at the number six seed at 10-8 and eight in the conference. Washington at 15-3 and three going into the tournament, having the one seed, winning this regular season title. And Oregon just destroys them. They need to win this game to get the automatic bid into the tournament, and they beat they beat Washington by 20. This is a legitimate 20 point victory. They were up by they were up over 20 on this team for about a 6 or 7 minute span. So, I'm going to be real with you you here. I didn't watch this I game know. because I got hyped after Duke won and then decided to stop watching basketball for the night. But what I've heard is that Peyton Pritchard is kind of incredible. He's he is that might be the best point guard in the country. I I mean, I know that that sounds kind of crazy, but if we put everything together, how this kid is playing right now, it's incredible. 
and he is the only starter left from the Dylan the Dylan Brooks team. In he's the been there that long. Yeah, he's a junior. He's wow. a junior. He started as a freshman. He's been starting since he's wow. gotten on campus. He is an incredible player. He shot seven for nine on the court yesterday. Twenty points. He had eight assists on, or seven assists on two turnovers, played 35 minutes, had four steals, and had an offhand left-handed dunk. Good for him. To finish the game. I believe that might have been his first dunk. That's I know that Bill Walton, he said that he had never seen him dunk before, and he does a lot of the Conference of Champions, quote-unquote. We love Bill Walton, don't we? Games. Oh, he's fantastic. One, I, I, don't agree with him on a, I don't agree with him on a lot of things in a lot of the his methods of doing stuff. But one thing I can't agree with him on is that this Oregon team is is they're a for real team. And through the last four days Just going imagine back if to, they had Bull Bull. Going yeah, going back to last night, they they have beaten Washington State. They beat Washington State by twenty three or thirty three points. They beat Utah by twelve they beat Arizona State by four. Arizona number, State's not a bad team the, at all. They have an automatic bid. That's, yeah. They beat them by four. They were four. ranked at a bunch of points in time during the year, if I remember correctly. And last night, they beat Washington by 20. They are on an eight-game winning streak right now, including those four wins. So they had won four, conf- four conference games going into this. And they look like they're going to be the team to make a run in the tournament this is like i understand why people in the midwest don't see this yet because they haven't yeah, seen this team play because their games start at 10 30 or 11 o'clock at yeah. night peyton pritchard had an incredible performance he is very aaron craft like he he averages let's see how many assists yeah you hear that average. america nick says watch out for oregon especially if they're playing during the day here in March Madness, take a look. 1.9 steals per game. His sophomore year, 1.4. Freshman year, 1.2. Again, on the Final Four team that beat Kansas to go to the NCAA tournament. Beat them in Kansas City, by the way. It was in a Sprint Center. Incredible performance by him. He's been playing outrageous all tournament. I, th- I believe it was 22 assists, four turnovers over the stretch of the four games. And in what in a lot of the things he does does not show up in the box score, in my opinion. He defends exceptionally well, one of the best defending point guards in all the country. He hustles for everything. And he has that laser focus that you talked about with with Trey. I mean, obviously Trey looks like he Trey looks like it more. This kid, he does it. But I feel like absolutely all really good point guards we talk about in NCAA have that focus, so I would agree with that. Yeah, there he's always this kid always engaged. He's always ready to play, it looks like. And I mean, one one player of the tournament, whatever, that was an obvious selection. This kid, he's something special. I'm very excited for this tournament. Very excited to watch him his senior year if he stays. I don't think he's a big NBA prospect. I've never I haven't heard of him on any draft boards or anything so yet. I don't I believe he'll he should come back unless something happens. Very excited for him. He threw threw some incredible lobs the other night. He interview says, "Haters keep hating. We're gonna try and win a national championship, survive in advance, all that good stuff." Answers things the right way. Seems like a very smart kid. Incredible athlete, and I'm excited to see what they'll do come March or come the tournament. It is March already. Come the tournament. All right. So, vamos, ducks. 
they've had an inc- they have gone on an incredible make run. them since they won an automatic since they won the automatic bid and not an at large bid they probably will not be the highest of seeds which might not be doing them justice so when the brackets come out tonight folks keep a lookout for Oregon they could definitely be a second weekend team again this year I believe so I believe they will be depending on where they're seated and all that I don't know who they'll be going up because they're at like an eight or nine and they have to play Virginia or a Duke or somebody like that that's going to be a tough game granted if they play as well as they played in these games they can be just about anyone they control the pace of games they dictate where things go on both ends of the floor usually don't see a team able to do that you heard it here first, Cinderella from Nick Catlin. Thank Watch you. Watch the Ducks. Watch the Ducks. Moving on to the Big 12. Yeah, Iowa State. When, when Another the, one. Winning the Big 12 tournament again. That's four of the last six and or four of the last seven, I believe. What we're happy about here on the campus of the University of Missouri is the Kansas Jayhawks t- not taking home either the Big 12 regular season or the Big 12 Tournament Championship. No hardware for the Jayhawks this season unless they have a big tournament run. Then they might. With that being said, did not shoot the ball well from three last night. Three for 18, that's 16 And also, I do not think this is the Kansas team that will make that deep tournament run. This Kansas team is not strong enough. They're missing too many big pieces that they had at the beginning of the year with injuries to people like Azubuke. Yeah, the suspensions to people like De Silva. If they had, if they had Azubuke, they would. This team would be so much better. Yes, they, that's, they're missing that's a big piece of why they are the way they are this year. And that's a seven-two big guy who who's really no one, good. That he's. It's not just his size. He's yeah. just really good at basketball yeah. too. It's not someone like Taco Fall yeah. who's just big, and that's why he's good. He's big and good. Yeah, no one will be. No one in the Big Twelve, in my mind, would be able to stop. Azubuke. This was going to be his year to kind of do his thing and put himself on the map is it, like for the NBA and all that. Is it his time to go to the league now? I don't know the severity of his injury. It's like a foot or is it a toe or something like that? I'm not completely sure. I'm not either. I don't know the significance of his injury. I would say he should come back and play another year and see what happens. I believe this Kansas team, they have potential and they have the talent to do something. And... They could make another run. Every time you say that they don't have the team to do it, they do have the team and they do make the run. They're still a ranked basketball team. I don't know if they'll be ranked come come the next AP poll, but they're still a ranked team talent-wise for sure. They were the AP AP preseason number one team. They have a chance to do this. I'm Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Kansas always has a chance. They're an incredible like they're an incredible team. I can't I'm not going to sit here and say that Dodson sucks and that he can't no, dribble he the ball. It. He can shoot the ball well. Quentin Grimes is an incredible athlete. What's the kid's name from uh, Kansas City? Uh, Ochai. Ochai uh, Abaji? <laughs> Maybe? Yeah. Ochai, yeah, no, he's really good. Ochai is an incredible athlete as well. Didn't He wasn't expected to play much this year, but he has had to step had to up. to step in. He's had to step in, and he has played in a very large part in this Kansas team that – you don't. You look at them and you're like, they're not that good this year. But this is still an above average basketball team, regardless of how you look at it. They're still an they're still an impressive basketball team, and they get every single time someone travels to Allen or they go somewhere, you're gonna get that team's best game. It's Absolutely. Like, it's the same with Duke. It's the same with Kentucky. It's the same with all the blue. Boys. This last night was their first loss at home or on a neutral floor this year. 
Did you know that? It was their first loss on a neutral floor. Or at oh. home. Yeah, I they figured that. They won don't... like 22 games or something like that on neutral or at home before that. Yeah, they don't lose at home very often, nor do they lose these neutral site games. Because, like, you say this is a neutral site game, but this game was in Kansas City. And Kansas City is about an <laughs> hour drive away from yeah, it's Lawrence. Not, not really. <laughs> and the Kansas City area is populated, especially the Kansas City, Kansas, and Missouri side. Or both, I guess both sides. They're both pretty populated with Kansas fans. Because the, the campus is Everywhere closer. seems to be popular with Kansas fans. Yeah, the Kansas side, or the both sides of the Kansas City area are closer to Mizzou, or are closer to Kansas than they are to Mizzou. So a lot of people migrate to to that area. It's just how it is. They have a ton of fans. It's not a it's not a neutral site game. But did not shoot the ball well from three. Lost by twelve. Kept at about an arm's length of nine or ten the whole game. Iowa State climbed away at the end to halt any chance of a run by Kansas. Yeah. Diedrich Lawson slamming the ball in frustration. Getting teed up at the end. That was... That's kind of... Honestly, I think that kind of sums up Kansas' season pretty well. Yeah. In terms of just being frustrated, not producing like they should have. But we'll see. They still are going to get a pretty nice seed, a top of five, five for lower seed. I would say maybe six, but I don't think they'll get the six. They probably won't fall that far. All right, moving on a little bit, if you're okay with that. Go ahead. Uh, Duke, UNC had part three, and now Michigan, Michigan State have part three. Yeah, very exciting, very exciting game because <clears throat> if you watch the if you watch the second game after we went in studio, when we me and me and Ethan both picked Cassius Winston and the Michigan State Spartans to win and defeat the Wolverines at home. And the first half of that game, I was getting a little nervous because Cassius Winston was getting destroyed by Xavier Xavier Simpson for a while. And that was the big, like, Cassius Winston, besides these last two games he has played this season, has not played very well against Michigan. They have always had his number. He hasn't been able to get into the spots he wants to to get shots, hasn't been as aggressive, etc. And the first half of this game, that's what you saw. You saw you saw Cassius Winston that was scared, but his mindset that game was different. He said, "Okay, I'm not I'm not playing that well." He he made the adjustments, found out how to get by Simpson, and he made some very big plays throughout the entire second half and was the senior leader or I guess he's a junior, isn't he? He's a junior, but he's yeah, the leader so. of that team. Dude, these kids with headbands in the NCAA Goodness gracious, look out. Yeah, Zion wear a headband? Zion does not wear a headband, nope. but these guards, these guards that wear headbands, Cassius Winston, Brown for Kansas State, Brown for uh, uh, Auburn, watch out. Pritchard doesn't wear a headband. Okay, they don't all have to wear <laughs> headbands, all right? You don't have to wear a headband to be good. I'm just saying, yeah. it's easy to see when the kid's wearing a headband. Just watch out, that kid probably can shoot the ball. <laughs> it's... You better watch out for that kid. The scouting report. doesn't matter his name. Just if he's wearing a headband, look out. Yeah, they got to have the vision. But the second half of that game, Cassius Winston had an incredible performance. Had finished the game with about twenty points and like eight assists. He had one of those type of games. Very, very incredible. But the biggest thing that took away from me from that game was his leadership and how he basically said, "We're going to get this lead." and we're not going to lose it. We're going to win this game. And they did just that. They swept them for the season series. And 
truthfully, I believe they will they will win today. I believe Xavier Tillman has has he'll do whatever he wants against Michigan's bigs. He's a better athlete than them, and he showed that on the defensive end and offensive end all game in Sparty. So I got Michigan State in this game. No problem. They'll beat them by six or eight. Win the big win the Big Ten and secure a two seed probably. I mean I think I'd say so. I I'd say they don't have enough to push for a one seed, but I say they're definitely above a three seed, especially as coming out a Big Ten champion of a strong Big Ten this year with Purdue and Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna win a they'll get a two seed. Just an automatic. I, I don't think that it'll be enough to get them the one seed, but one seeds this year are pretty stacked with how well the ACC was. Yeah, this you're year. probably looking at. I don't know. You're probably looking at three from the ACC and Gonzaga, maybe depending on how well Tennessee plays today. And that's a good segue. And well, like what? You, well, just to go back on that, it, North Carolina has benefited immensely from when Zion got hurt because they didn't have to play Zion. So they got the so they got the season sweep on the Tar Heels in the regular season. In the regular season, yes, in the regular season, and having two wins against Duke, regardless if they had Zion or not, looks nice on your resume. And that was able to get their get their uh, record to look as nice. If you put two more losses on your record or one more, it doesn't look. as They nice. would definitely not be a one seed. <laughs> yeah. That's that's basically what I'm saying with that. But to segue back into Tennessee and Kentucky, they played another unbelievable semifinal game in an SEC tournament yesterday. Just fun to watch. I mean, we've been seeing some great basketball this time of year, and that's what we've come to expect. Yeah, Grant Williams did struggled early, but he started to pick it up. Admiral Schofield just is an absolute unit. He's so he just eats. He's so big. Like he, he and he looks can like, shoot. He, he looks made like some threes. He's like a shorter Zion, but he can shoot the ball. That's what he looks like. He's built like an ox. He is, and he's been there forever, and he will be going to the league for sure. He should be. I don't know if he will this year. I, don't, I think is he's he a, a senior. Is he a senior? Pretty okay. sure. He's he's so he's just a huge. <laughs> he's just huge. He looks like the biggest guy on the floor, and he's like no. six five, six six. Big shot near the end by Lamonte Turner. That was to a big shot. ice the Wildcats in Nashville. Who was that who drove? Was it was it Schofield or was it Williams? It I was a think pump, it was Williams. It was a pump fake. He 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 swiped through, dribbled, brought brought that guy's defender after beating his man, passed it off to him at the top of the key. Oh no, it was Schofield. It was Schofield. Schofield passed up a good shot for a better shot. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember the commentary. Well, he just yeah, he drew yeah, he drew the defense. He yes. drew his man to him because if he didn't, Schofield he was had a good dunk. shot, but Turner had the better shot, and Schofield unselfishly gave up the ball to Turner. I don't. I don't even think that was unselfish. That like I get what the commentator said, and you're just saying what the commentator said. He just drew the guy to him and then kicked it out. Like that's just and just Tennessee last night or yesterday afternoon refused to lose. Who did? Tennessee. Okay. If you looked at them and the way they played, they were down eight with about two-ish minutes remaining, I believe, and they made a basket on every single one of their last six possessions, if I remember correctly, including big threes, one from Schofield, one from Williams, and one from Lamonte Turner. Yeah, and especially Williams and Williams. And just as a team, they were not shooting the ball well from three. No, I believe they started out that second half 0 for 8. Yeah, it was something along those lines. They did not. They shot the ball 
poorly, to say the least. They shot the ball Especially poorly. for Tennessee because you expect them to shoot the ball pretty well most of the time because they're just a high-percentage shooting team. Their three-point shooters are very good with Jordan Bone and Lamonte Turner. Grant Williams can usually shoot from out there. Admiral plays in the post, so he shoots a high percentage a lot of the time. Admiral shoots the ball very well. Williams a little inconsistent, but he doesn't usually shoot threes anyways. They're one of the best teams in the country. They... They have proven that time and time again. These Kentucky games that they've had, they had a really bad second half the first time they played Kentucky, and that's, I mean, you saw it. They they couldn't score and they couldn't defend. They just got outplayed. So Tennessee ends the Wildcats and takes away their number one seed. We'll be back here shortly to preview their championship game this afternoon against the Tigers of Auburn. Bobcat in the cave. Oh, nuts! There's a bobcat in this cave! Save us, sassy! <coughs> you will, but first you'd like to stress the importance of cat adoption? <coughs> Over five million cats go into animal shelters every year and they need to be adopted? <coughs> Help us, sassy! <coughs> Why bother? We'll just get into more trouble tomorrow? Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Remember, adopt. If you're interested in building a great career, the Missouri Army National Guard is interested in you. The Guard will pay you to train for a wide range of jobs, such as engineering, combat arms, logistics, transportation, and military police. The skills you'll learn are needed in the Guard and are in high demand in the civilian job market. Plus, you may be eligible for a $20,000 bonus and student loan repayment. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. Good evening. The game you're about to see is the most stupid, appalling, disgusting, and disgraceful exhibition of football possibly in the history of the game. Hi, I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Cole Toussaint. Tune in to our show, KNC Sports, every Tuesday morning from 8 to 9. We discuss all the latest and greatest scores and stories from around the world of sports. Remember to tune in every Tuesday morning from 8 to 9, only on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia, or online at kcou.fm. You don't want to miss it. Oh, this is absolutely ridiculous. Welcome back inside Studio A here at KCOU 88.1 FM, where Nick and I are now going to preview this afternoon's SEC championship game between the Volunteers of Tennessee and the Tigers of Auburn. I couldn't believe they didn't call a foul in that last play. Uh, that was oh, the worst. So now we're going back to yeah. Florida and Tennessee, the end with the shot from near half court by one of the Florida guards where he had three Auburn guys pretty much draped on top of him. Oh, it was a terrible note. Like, I understand the idea of swallowing your whistle if there's a little contact. There wasn't just a little contact. Like, he got mauled. And that's a game-tying opportunity. Yeah, I didn't understand the no-call. It was the worst no-call I've ever seen, honestly. I can't think of one that was worse. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one. that That really left me like... How is that not a foul? Like this guy, the guy on the left was had his left arm. The guy on the right bumped him with his body and then hit his right arm. If we're gonna call it on the floor, call it on the floor. He was going up for a shot, but that's fine. Call it on a call it on the floor. Let him get two free throws. Then it's a one point game. I didn't understand the no call. 
regardless. But the Auburn Tigers yeah, they won. squeak through barely. Over Florida, who punched their ticket to the tournament, I think, with that win over LSU. No ticket is punched until Selection Sunday. Uh, and it is Selection Sunday. <laughs> so I'm going to consider their ticket punched. No, you big can't fella. do that. They're not punched yet. It's it's Selection Sunday. It's at large, though. It is at large. But the win over LSU moved them from the bubble into the field. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Really? You're going to challenge me on this? I just don't know. You don't know. I do know. Teams get, teams get robbed of this every year. I do know. Yeah. What nope. are you going to do, put Syracuse in? Well, they actually deserve to be in this yeah. year. They deserve to be in this year. Also something I realized, Ty's battle didn't play against Duke. Oh, he didn't? Which one? So. The, the one, the one the two nights ago? Okay. <laughs> Just something I realized. Actually, yeah, I, I do remember hearing that. I, I remember seeing that somewhere. But I'm not going to take it All right, we're going back to the Auburn, yeah. though. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, To win this game, Auburn needs their guards, Harper and Brown, to shoot the three-point ball tremendously well. If they don't do that, it's over. Because Auburn is a team that shoots the three and makes it and drives the ball and makes it. They play like I do in 2K. Only threes and layups or dunks. Yeah. Bruce Pearl, he knows what his guys are good at, and he understands what they need to do to win games and what puts them in the best position to win those games. With that being said, Auburn is a make-or-miss team. Sometimes they shoot the ball. You have to catch them when they're on. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> they shoot the ball really well, and you're not going to beat them when they're shooting the ball well because they'll put up 90 points on you. But when they don't shoot the ball well and they put up 50, 60, very beatable, yeah. very beatable team because they're not getting in the bonus with the shots they're taking, and they're not, they're not the best defensive team. So you're going to be able to put points on there. I mean, their defense is okay. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying they're not like incredibly well. Correct. With that being said, when you're taking all these threes, you get a lot of long rebounds, fast break points end up coming against them a lot of the time. Because long rebounds mean long re like long rebounds means that you can push the floor a little bit. They're trying to get them as well. Usually leads to fast break points. With that being said, Auburn can win this game very easily if they just shoot the ball well. Tennessee, it's gonna be a tough uphill battle for them, but how well they're playing right now. They, sh- they can beat just about anyone if they shoot the ball well enough. So, And that goes with last year as and well. And they just are coming off a win over Tennessee in the last game of the regular season in Auburn. Yeah. they Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Tennessee took the day off or they just – because they – who won that? Oh, it was LSU. LSU won the SEC. And they, I, think, I think Tennessee needed a win to tie even with them maybe to get a share. Yeah. So Tennessee could have used a win there. In that game against uh, Auburn, but Auburn did take it in a very emotional win for the Tigers. So they're an incredible team. I, I believe that when it comes to isolation play, they're they're right there with Duke, in my opinion, as like a team that can score in isolation. Not many teams can do that. They do it very well. And like I said, they shoot the ball well. But if they're but if they're not hitting shots, like a lot of times with some teams, you saw Virginia when they played Florida State, they didn't shoot the ball very well from three. They they couldn't do anything. So that holds it a lot of things. And if they shoot the ball well enough, they'll win. But it'll still be an uphill battle to beat Tennessee. Okay, and just before we switch to football for a quick minute, just to recap some NFL stuff, there are still it looks like six teams that can punch their ticket today. You're looking at 
the uh, the Ivy League between Yale and Harvard, the SEC, which we just talked about, between Tennessee and Auburn, the Atlantic 10. Who's playing in that? St. Bonaventure and SLU. Okay. Because somehow St. Louis is in the Atlantic 10. I guess I won't argue with that because the they're, SEC. they're definitely close to the Atlantic. Um, UT Arlington and Georgia State in the Sun Belt. Another team that Mizzou played this year, UT Arlington, could clinch their automatic bid. Uh, you have Cincinnati and Houston, a great matchup between one and two seeds in the American Athletic Conference. And the Big Ten, which we also talked about between Michigan and Michigan State, which is the last game to start at 2.30 on CBS. Yale and Harvard obviously start at 11 a.m., so you have games from 11 a.m. to 2.30 here in the Central Time Zone. And uh, then you got the selection show at 5. Should be an exciting day of sports just to see who can punch their ticket. Obviously, you have the Yale and Harvard game. Whoever wins that gets gets to go to the tournament. The other team has to sit on the couch and watch the other yeah, team perform. Same with the Atlantic 10 and the Sun Belt. But other than that, I believe Cincinnati, Houston, Michigan, Michigan State, Auburn, and Tennessee, since they're all ranked in the top 25, can I say this yeah, time that they, they have their tickets punched? Yeah, they will They will be performing. They they have their they have their time slot for the show. So basically, all to play for in the Yale, Harvard, SLU, and Saint Bonaventure, and UT Arlington, Georgia State. We're going to go to a quick break, and we'll come back and recap a little bit of what happened in the NFL this week, and go through our moments of the week. Tune in to Comfy and Nautica for good vibes. Start your day Wednesdays from ten to noon here on KCOU. The Army National Guard is offering up to a $20,000 enlistment bonus and other tuition benefits to qualified candidates, including new recruits and those with prior military service. Already received your education or currently in school? You may be eligible for up to $50,000 in student loan repayment. Get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. Learn more about these benefits. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. Am too, am too. Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work. There's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, the Missouri Society of CPAs, and the Ad Council. Breaking news, Nick sleeps in a race car bed and with footy pajamas. Shut up, Ethan. <laughs> Regardless... To to talk about the biggest trade in the NFL, this probably for 
years and years to come. Odell Beckham traded to the Browns for a first, third, first and third round pick, and also safety Jabril Peppers out of Michigan. Big, 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 big. For both. For both sides, I'd say, yeah. Because the Giants lose their international superstar, and the Browns pick up an international superstar. And then also, it, it, it I don't know. It, it burdens, this doesn't make sense. It burdens the question, what are the Giants trying to do? Because there was no need to have Eli still on this roster if you're rebuilding. There's, and now I'm hearing that they're not interested in Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, that there's a lot to come from that. With that being said, you should you should I don't know if you should believe that. I believe they're pretty interested in Dwayne Haskins and they should be unless they're they're interested they should be interested in a quarterback. They're not they're not looking hard enough. I mean, I would. I mean, you could even draft Will Greer at that six or seven spot and still you, be better than Will Greer, and still be better than what than what you Eli know how I feel been. about Will Greer. I know how you feel about Will Greer, but he's still better than Eli Manning. I don't know, man. Will Greer's pretty bad. Moving on, I think <laughs> I think both teams got evenly compensated for this, in my opinion. This is fair, and I heard that. They were trying to send Odell to San Francisco, but San Francisco was unwilling to give up the second overall pick for him. Interesting. That's yeah, that is, that's interesting. Jimmy G and him would have been an interesting. Uh, I don't and know. Maybe they, they needed wide receiver help. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know who they're thinking about picking at number two, but we are moving forward. My moment of the week is Admiral Schofield completely destroying someone. From Mississippi State. Incredible dunk. My moment of the week would have been Oregon, but that was the one that came to mind first, and we talked enough about Oregon, did not need to repeat that. Admiral Schofield, incredible dunk. Dunk of the year by far. Oh, yes. He just absolutely posterized someone. Except if for you me. have not seen it, take a look. Admiral Schofield dunk against Mississippi State, and I believe it was the quarterfinals of the SEC yes, tournament. It was the quarterfinals. But only other dunk I can think of is John Morant's dunks. A couple of his yes. dunks have been incredible this year, but none like that one. Ethan, the floor is yours. My moment of the week, obviously, as I talked about it for 20 minutes at the top of the hour, Do is not. you can pick any Zion highlight from this weekend, from any game in the ACC tournament, and that's my moment of the week. Anyone, a dunk, a three, the pass to, the pass to Trey at that last night, through the Florida State defense for that easy lay-in in the second half. Anyone, pick it. That's my Your moment of the moment week. moment of the week would be that pass. Sure. Why not? Any Zion highlight from the ACC tournament this Are week. Are you serious? Absolutely 100% serious. Why? Why would you say that with a straight face? Oh, it's fine. We will be back in... Almost, yeah, we won't be back next weekend. We won't be back the weekend after that. So we will be back, breaking news from Weekly Walkthrough, we will be back to recap the final four on KCOU because we are the first show, uh, sports show on Sunday morning. So we will be recapping the final four on April 6th and previewing the national championship on April 8th. So the morning of April 7th, we will be back here 9 a.m. in studio be on the lookout for it. Um, have a great two weeks, everyone. Have a good spring break, and I, uh, that's all I got.
Happy St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy the rest of the day. And we will see you on April 7th. Yes, sir. April 7th. Have a good rest of your Sunday.